Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, to staff and to parents to find out what it's really like. In every episode, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. So let's get into this episode, looking at life at Hobridge School. Welcome, Brent, to the Hobridge podcast. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Brent, and why don't you, for people listening, tell us what is it you do at Hobridge? Hi, I'm Brent Peel. I am head of geography, head of seniors, and also sort of take responsibility for our digital transformation and things like that ongoing. Um, so, yeah. Right. So, the three different jobs there. Head of yeah. geography, many people obviously remember their geography days. And actually, as I'm, for those people um, who are listening, I actually can see a little bit into Brent's classroom. I can see lots of flags, but I know the geography is more than just that. So what is it about geography that, you know, what what, what has drawn you to geography? What is your love for geography? And where does that come from? Yeah, I was, I was very fortunate to grow up in several locations across the globe, namely Papua New Guinea, Malaysia and Dubai, and then England, of course. Um, and I think through that living amongst a retinue of cultures and a real range of landscapes so you know from that i've got a real love of geography definitely more towards the the physical landscapes and activities that happen within the, the physical landscapes but you know definitely a real interest in the human geography um and then i sort of went to you know through the normal route university school etc and then i finished university i was working as a scuba diving instructor and it very quickly became something I couldn't do for a career, sadly. And yeah, in a conversation I was sort of with my dad, who funny enough turned out that my granddad used to be a teacher. And I was like, do you know what? Okay, holidays. And then what would I teach? And it led me to geography. And I was like, do you know what? Actually, yeah, and the part I loved about teaching scuba diving was teaching children. You know, it's sort of seeing their faces light up, developing a new skill and or learning a new fact about the sea or the environment we were in. And I just made sense and haven't looked back since really. Have, you know, this is my fourth school I've worked within. And yeah, yeah, loving what I do. So you mentioned that reward of seeing you know, ideas light up and understanding. What do you want your pupils to go away with when they walk out of your classroom? I think to find his character, which that, you know, isn't a definition itself. I think it's so broad, but character is what I love to achieve. And it's sort of the, the thing that really inspires me to educate, innovate, and, you know, really try and draw out. And I think, you know, as we saw through lockdown, you know, we can we can always present content, we can always present lessons, but can we really develop their character and their character in terms of resilience, positivism, you know, outlook, experiences, social arrangements, social construction, how they interact with each other and how they interact with themselves to make sure they are happy successful young people and i think you know that's that's the key to what i do i think is trying to drive their character and of course you know try and inspire them with geography and try and share my passion and you know there's nothing more satisfying than sort of sharing something you're passionate about and seeing that interest you know really spark a light bulb in their brains and minds do you know what you remind me of uh, many other geography teachers I've spoken to who always say geography is everything you know you covered <laughs> and, and just what you're saying there talking about the character and using your course and opportunity but that actually also leads me on to one of your other roles as a head of seniors so head of year seven and eight so how long have you been in that role what sort of drew you into stepping and taking that job yeah so i think three years i think three years in that role now i've always been sort of within the pastoral sector heavily involved within that previous school i was head of house very much engaged in the pastoral front um sadly more about behavior management and things like that but the opportunity here at hobridge is brilliant it's more about extracurricular 
the enrichment and sort of, again, that character, which I, I keep talking about, but that's sort of a real aim again within the, the head of year role, head section role, where trying to create environments where they can develop their character because, you know, every year we, we show a number of character strengths. We try and define character across a, a real plethora of character strengths and we show these character strengths and there's a lovely realisation but they don't realise how many different strengths they possess and how many different strengths there are that that do form a leader because I think sometimes we we band about making them prefects and, and leaders but they don't know what leaders are half of us don't know what a good leader looks like or is or um, and things like that yeah tell me about the character strengths what exactly are they yeah so character strengths is something that um, actually a, a colleague sort of put me onto them and I started looking to them in in more depth and um, it just lists what it's you know there's a couple of different organizations out there but sort of we use one called the Institute on Character and they just define so things like appreciation of beauty and excellence, which, you know, a lot of people cast over and go, how's that character strength? But it really is forgiveness, gratitude, kindness. Um, had a lovely moment where, again, we were showing these and there was a child that, you know, we would all say is the kindest child in the school. And he knew he was kind, but didn't realize that that was a, a strength. And it was like, that absolutely is, you know, and it's a strength that will get you going very far in life um, you know honesty and then it's sort of kindness perseverance self-regulation prudence you know so there's there's so many aspects to it and i think that's what's great they could all find those strengths within themselves and identify those because you talk about a leader they all you know immediately go to this strong vocal sort of stand-up kind of person which as you and i will know is not a leader you know leaders come in so many different forms and it's you know it's a matter of the environment and the content and who they're dealing with and so it's lovely for them to see actually okay yeah i've got those strengths and then we work on we show them some of the other things like social intelligence for, for some of those that aren't maybe as empathetic or as others and uh, you know but then it's about them realizing that that, that self-reflection and going okay yeah and then how can I deal with situations? Essentially, I want to become future ready so they are able to take on any challenge the world throws them. And I mean the world, you know, being global learners and that they can overcome those barriers and remain healthy, happy young people and adults, essentially. So, Well, and, and something that's so important, and that is what school is about, isn't it? Preparing for the future Definitely. and becoming most you know, ready for what does it mean to be part of this global society? So just thinking about those character strengths, and you mentioned about extracurricular, obviously lots of schools, extracurricular is very important and educational visits. How do the young people at Hobridge, how do they get an opportunity to sort of to make links between strengths and um, extracurricular activities? And then I'm going to come on and ask you about educational visits as well, because I know that's another string to your bow. It's something you're very passionate about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're very lucky you know, to, to one, be on a, you know, lovely site that offers the children a lot of opportunity within the school site. You know, you'll often see science lessons, history lessons, out and about using the grounds and obviously geography lessons, doing mic climb studies, reenacting battles. So it's sort of seeing those links between the environment and safe battles, of course. Beyond there, you know, the trips and visits domestically are, are brilliant. You know, sort of, I think pretty much every subject has a trip or visit you know, within the calendar from Brooklyn's uh, museums, Isle of Wight, looking at transport and sort of science. There's even, I think, Chessington theme park. There's also a Harry Potter world and things like that. And then obviously, you know, within geography, we go to Kew Gardens for them to experience tropical rainforest. 
we do a, of course, a generic river study where the children get to jump in a river and examine. And that actually forms part of their their common entrance assessment where they write a field trip um, investigation write up and actually go to their senior school. So it's a really nice process for them to go through. And then beyond that, sort of the extracurricular that you mentioned, that's, I think, where we really get to celebrate and show those links between beyond England, but equally beyond the, the confines of the school gates and the classroom. And, and that's really, really broad, actually. Within sport, they do the girls do a number of weekend sports tours. I think they've just come back from Glasgow this weekend. Uh, they've been to Belfast. They've been to Guernsey. So lovely trips away. And I think it's a nice build from, you know, year four, trying to build up that first experience away from school. In year four, they go to somewhere quite local, I think. Um, it's only about an hour away for a sort of multi-activity trip. Year five, then activities, we go to Paris for three days. Again, building it. Year six, go to CYE down on the South Coast, which is a multi-activity sailing, water sports, and a lovely, lovely trip. And then year seven, go to a chateau in France. Um, Obviously, a real, you know, enrichment to the curriculum there. But equally, again, it's sort of team building and problem solving. And and again, a chance for them to get together. I really welcome that in year seven and eight, where I try to create a common bond between year seven and eight and see them as the seniors as opposed to seven and eight distinctly. And then year eight, we've got a new trip um, happening. We used to go to, again, South Coast, sort of a, a week multi-activity trip. This time we're going to Morzine in the French Alps Ooh. to do, yeah, so very, very exciting. What's the change there? What has prompted that? Yeah, I, I think just to really enhance the celebration of what they've achieved, you know, through year seven and eight, I asked them to be prefects. I asked them to do duties. I asked them to continually be the seniors and you know i have a lot of respect for what they do and our year sevens and eights behave like year 12s and 13s in a number of schools i've taught at they they really are incredible and they show such strength and depth in leadership but equally i keep reminding myself they are year seven and eight pupils they are young men and ladies that are you know trying to find their way and actually they deserve a big trip at the end of the year for one, you know, achieving common entrance, achieving internal assessments and, and doing so well and having to battle through, you know, a number of things. So I think, you know, let's go with a big trip and a big trip, Morzine in the Alps. And it's something different as well. It's, you know, from obviously a bit more French language enrichment, but they trek to Switzerland. And I think that's pretty cool to say that they trekked across mountains to a different country, whitewater rafting, mountain biking. And again, within that, a lot of leadership and problem solving and a real chance for them to come together in year eight and celebrate all that they've achieved at Hobridge and, you know, again, look back with real fondness. So you obviously believe in the importance of educational visits within the curriculum and parents listening are probably like, oh, wow, to go to all these different places, really important time away from home, preparing, thinking about what it means to actually interact with one's peers. But how do you think they actually enhance and enrich the curriculum that the children receive when they're at Hobridge? Yeah, massively. I think, you know, we can all sort of be passionate teachers about our subject and, you know, help model them within our our lesson and equally furthermore with tutors and things like that. But actually a chance to go away for a week or two days and away from, you know, the, the security of all their of their normal their normal existence in their home is you know, it's great and giving those, them those little challenges to really shine. And I think there's so many facets 
of a trip that that make it great you know obviously there's the culture experience experiencing different cultures different ways of life equally relationships that's the key bit you know how do they develop they can develop a relationship in a classroom and across a school in their playground their comfort zones but how do they form those relationships when they're away from home they're you know a little bit homesick they're doing something different and you know you get these lovely moments where a child's a little bit scared of abseiling and you get the whole group supporting them and it's like yeah you wouldn't create that in a classroom or on a sporting field and and that's a lovely sense of camaraderie and you know and just seeing also seeing staff outside their comfort zone yes, you know um, that's massive and and something i really try to celebrate i love and you know i will always be banded as sort of a jack of many trades expert in none for sure you know i like to find a different hobby every month i think but equally i love that process of learning and falling and, and developing and it's important for the pupils to see that that you know life is about a series of failures and it's what you do next that matters you know and not failures that sounds a bit hard but those little little failures that we learn from you know and i think that's really important for them to see that the consequences of what you do next and how you handle that and life will throw you curveballs and you know how do you respond and that resilience again that sort of comes within you know risk-taking approach to life you know okay let's try this okay this is without out of our comfort zone but let's try it let's you know what's the worst gonna happen because of course we create safe secure trips but equally when they're abseiling or whitewater rafting there's an element of fear they're outside the comfort zone but you know we know it's safe we know that we have We've ensured every, you know, we're going to use sort of decent instructors that um, we've checked and reviewed and things. But for them, it's a massive challenge, and that that sense of achievement you can't you can't you can't beat really. And then the independent side, you know, I think a number of them are very well looked after by parents, and when they're away, they realise how much their mums and dads and you know and and other key relationships actually do for them and especially you know a trip to norway i loved it they were in um that was my first ever trip at Hobridge. they were in these cabins self-contained cabins on this lovely site on a fjord in norway it was it was oh, really stunning amazing i feel like i want to be on that trip too <laughs> <laughs> and um the first night they had to make their own beds and it was hilarious it, really it was brilliant but you know again what a great skill and some of, of course we went and checked and we needed to because there was a number of children that put mattresses inside duvet covers and you know <laughs> or just hadn't bothered so it was but again you know a real soft skill but but needed that first night at university they're going to be in there so it was good and then um that trip was brilliant actually for for developing perseverance and resilience they equally had to they could have snacks and they had to do their own breakfast in their own cabin so they had to go to a little shop that was on the site and sort of make an order so it was provisioning for their own little house and they had to keep it clean and we'd of course do checks and you know prizes for the winning the, the cleanest hut and and equally check they had enough breakfast and it was great you know a lot of things they wouldn't have the chance to do maybe having been i think sometimes we try to look after them so much we don't give them those little opportunities to develop and yeah it was it was a lovely trip just sounds that sense of space for autonomy space to yeah. actually start thinking which is in a safe environment but there's an opportunity as you say for them to think about it in a different way and to start using their strengths and then actually taking ownership and pride in that strength as well so you mentioned Norway one of the trips where else have um obviously aside from the end of year trips where else have pupils from Hobridge managed to go in the last few years where are some of sort of the far and wide places that you visited 
Yeah, so Norway was four years, five, maybe even six years ago now. Then Lanzarote, which was another sort of geography enrichment, um, obviously volcanic activity. But then we did a bit of surfing, windsurfing, um, snorkeling, and a trip out to see dolphins and things. So oh, it wonderful. was yeah again a lovely incredible trip and just that was nice because it was of course enrichment for geography but again culturally looking at modern foreign languages it was you know a bit of a bigger journey for our flight and things um and equally a bit of sand dune walking and jumping and we've got some lovely photos that sort of i think will will sit within my mind for a long time um you know real beautiful moments that happen on a trip then where else trying to think obviously the cricket tour the boys go to St Lucia I'm imagining scenes and I'm like I love the idea of enrichment but also pleasurable (laughs) places to be yeah absolutely and you know again that's a that's a fantastic trip that I think has has remained at Hobridge for a number of years where yes of course it's cricket there's a cricket tour they play several matches but again there's so many lovely opportunities where they get to experience a very different culture and that's quite humbling because I think a number of the grounds that they play you know the boys and girls are turning up with the kit that they they can merge and manage and you know our boys are very lucky to have the very latest cricket bat and things not all but you know the majority we're all quite lucky and fortunate and and again that's quite humbling for the boys and and they respond incredibly well to it and sort of nice experiences again so what's your favorite school visit that you've been on Either you've led or you've attended, and why do you enjoy it? So, it might not be a Hope Bridge, but uh, if it is, even better. Yeah, so many, and you know, I've, I've done a number of ski trips as well that have, have been fantastic, and and they're lovely. Again, you see that that clear progress, you know, within one skill set. But I think I think Norway will forever be a very special one. As I said, it was my first one here at Hobridge. It was you know very different, and I wanted to create an opportunity to go to a country that they a number of them probably wouldn't choose as a holiday destination with their families, but to really enhance their their appreciation of of the world. And, and Norway fit the bill. You know, as I said, we were staying in these lovely cabins on the side of a fjord and it was stunning. Um, you know, English language obviously incredibly widely spoken. So it was safe and accessible for the children. But the physical landscape was just so different to a number of places a lot of them had been or not been to. And you know, really stunning. It was sort of really immersion in physical geography. So obviously being a geography geek, loved it, but it was seeing them sort of really shine with it. And uh, and then equally on top of that, it was then the activities, kayaking on a fjord, hiking. And that was actually a particularly memorable day. They had to hike 20 kilometers along a river valley. Oh, so upwards. Challenging. And yeah, really challenging. And I'd sort of spoken with the, the trip leaders and um, that were based in Norway and we sort of had exit routes. So there's a road that followed a little bit distance. They were like, okay, cool. At halfway point, we can, you know, if it's summer struggling, we can take them down by minibus. And obviously you have lots of backup plans, but we didn't need any of them because oh, they just soldiered on. And yeah, it was, it was lovely. And what do you think, what do you think they gained from that trip as well? What did you see uh, with it, with your pupils from that? What were some of the sort of strengths that they began to serve? I think a number of them sort of, you know, quite easily, got through the 20k and loved it but it was the ones that maybe struggled a little bit but were just carried along by others supported and, and just within that great moments where someone would come hey i'll take your bag for a little bit and you know a real sense of achievement because it finished up on a plateau that was covered in snow 
and as a celebration, we had a massive snowball fight. So it was, you know, it was a, a lovely experience. All and your dreams come true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we sort of sat in a hut made of um, beer hide and had hot chocolate. And it was, yeah, and I think a real sense of achievement. 20K, you know, it, mm. that's not an easy hike, and especially up along waterfalls and, you know, lovely stunning stops. But, yeah. Definitely sense of achievement, teamwork, resilience, perseverance, all those lovely words. So, yeah. Okay, so looking to the future, Brent, a dream educational visit. Where would it be? If you go anywhere in the world, and, and we can even take some of the places which maybe are not always as safe at the moment because of political yeah. situations, yeah, but where, yeah. where is it you, you've always wanted to go and you'd really like to take your pupils what, that you think they'd get so much from it? I think a mobile classroom that just went around the world would be the... the... <laughs> okay, so this is what you're designing, is it? Yeah. So, all right, so, so you had five stops in your mobile classroom. Where would your five stops be? Yeah, I think definitely New Zealand. I think, you know, having not been there, sadly, I missed out on, you know, travelling around Asia and Australia, I missed out on a hop across to um, New Zealand. And I think that, you know, real sea to summit experiences and stunning beaches, incredible landscapes and, different, you know, again, a different culture, the Maori culture and sort of how that how that works in modern times. I think that would be stunning. Papua New Guinea, you know, definitely a sort of real homage to my past. And, and again, a physically stunning place, a real mix of of nationalities, tribes, you know, something like some of the vastest amount of languages spoken by tribes um sadly not the safest so i'm not sure if that would tick off the the, the educational visits forms at the moment yeah. sadly um but you know again a, an incredible experience japan i think as well you know i don't think there's many countries that offer that difference in, to our culture and that that real experience of total immersion in something very different to what we experience and then South America, Patagonia, I think, you know, would be, again, physically stunning. So it's a real bias towards physically stunning locations. But... Do you know, I was I was thinking, I felt like sort of glaciers, mountains. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, isn't there, sort of seas. Yes, because you mentioned actually like when I was asking about geography, physical features. I mean, if you could sort of pick between teaching either about rivers or mountains or thing, what, what would be your sort of physical feature of choice if you could only teach one aspect for the rest of your career? Yeah, I think maybe mountains. I think just, yeah, drawn towards mountains just because the adventures you can have in them. You know, and again, you might notice a real bias towards physical landscapes because they they give playgrounds to fun and and things like that. But yeah, mountains, I think it's so broad, you know, treks, mountain climbing, skiing, traveling up them and down them. um, And just, yeah, and I don't think you can beat the vastness and the views you get from a mountain environment and, and the changes within it. And also you mentioned as well with your with strengths or thinking about that kind of art sense of awe and wonder, but also being connected to our physical world and mm. thinking about being a global learner. One of those important opportunities is for them to think about what does it mean to protect our physical world? Definitely. So finally, if I could put you on the spot and say you can choose to be the leader of any country in the world which one would you choose and why yeah that's an interesting question brilliant question i love it um i think papua new guinea i think yeah just because it offers such incredible beauty in terms of the people the landscape and you know obviously having lived there at a young age i just had such an incredible time but sadly it's been destroyed western influences have come in and you know sort of resources have grabbed for resources and brought all the lashings of the western world have created a real change to 
tribal societies that worked and you know sadly crime and politics would play a big part in making an unsafe place so yeah i'm a bit of a i'd love to get in there and fix it i very much you know i'm sure more intelligent men and women have tried um but yeah if i could and create this real real environment for play and and yeah learning and just yeah it's just a stunning country and offers so much coral reefs through to tropical rainforests and stuff so yeah that. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. And for those parents listening who are maybe have got sort of beginning to fill out the forms for their child to go away on their first ever trip or overnight trip and things, you know, what advice would you give them about why this is something that, you know, even though it might feel a bit uncertain and they might feel a little bit anxious about, you know, what, what would you say to them? Oh, I think, you know, parent worry, that's, that's the worst thing about parenting, isn't it? Then, you know, sort of, it is, it is, but go for it I think the learning they will have and that maturity and sort of relationship building is just key beyond the ski lesson beyond the whitewater rafting experiences those little downtimes in in the hotel in the apartment or wherever we're staying it's it's those those building developments and real cross age group developments of relationships you know where they are year fives mixing year rates it's brilliant and actually you give those environments to the children they really run with it and it's lovely experiences where they look after each other and really supportive you know i always remember in norway we'd finish this other hike and they were soaked to the bone and um there was a child that wasn't always seen as maybe the kindest or most generous but in amongst this cold wet bus you know, he pulled out a bag of Oreos and shared it around with the whole the whole bus, you know, and it's just seeing those great moments that maybe he might not have done within school because that was away from his normal image, but actually given the opportunity in a different world, away from different normalities, it were, you know, his real strengths came to. And I think, you know, if we want our children to grow and be the best, best versions of themselves, trips really do given that opportunity to shine in a number of different disciplines. Oh, well, thank you, Brent, for sharing about that today. And thank you for bringing alive the sense of classroom, but also visits outside the classroom and what that looks like. Good luck with all the trips you're organising and thank you for speaking to us today. No, thank you very much. Lovely to chat. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, hopebridgeschool.co.uk. Now, the next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.